This is Max, and welcome to the Ronin System Podcast. Today's episode, I'd like to talk about efficiency. Efficiency is one of those things that I feel like everyone needs to pay attention to because it's it's just that important. It's, it's a very fundamental skill that you have to acquire. And I say skill because you have to be able to understand what it is in the first place before you can even utilize it. And when you utilize it, you have to really figure out what balances it out what makes it efficient and everything's different everyone's different in terms of how how efficient they can be you know for example some people they learn faster than others so they're a little bit more efficient in terms of quickness in terms of speed but maybe they aren't as good at retaining that information as opposed to other people who are just a little bit of a slow learner you know they learn slower but they can retain that knowledge for a lot longer periods of time that's what I mean by efficient. Everyone needs to find their own efficient level. Everyone needs to be able to understand where they where they are in terms of how efficient they can be and whether or not they need to work on that, whether or not they can, can move on from there, move forward from there. And I sort of learned this from martial arts. You know, I talk about martial arts a lot. I talk about how much it's taught me and how much it's continuing to teach me. And I believe that, you know, any martial art really can give those benefits you know they, they give you a sense of how efficient you can be because you know the martial art that I practice uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu it's it's all it's mental chess people call it you know human chess and I agree with that I, I agree that you know BJJ or, or jiu-jitsu or whatever you want to call it it's it is human chess you know you you're figuring out strategies and counters to counters and and you're understanding that certain moves work for you and certain moves don't work for you and you're sort of specializing in those moves to, and then building off from there and that's that's an efficient learning scheme that's an efficient way of looking at life you know for me personally i'm i, I do okay with numbers you know i do okay with math but it's not my strong suit uh, same thing with science so those two topics, you know, I, I try and learn as much as I can and, and whatever is useful in my daily life. And that's really it. You know, I don't I don't dive into calculus. I don't dive into, you know, physics. I don't dive into any of that unless I absolutely have to. You know, I understand certain principles from each. I understand what is necessary for me to have to become better for myself. But I also understand that if I continue to learn those subjects, it's not really beneficial to me. You know, I'm not one of you know, all of a sudden going to wake up and, and think I'm going to be the next Einstein. You know, I'm not going to de- decide to develop some new theorem or anything like that. That's just not me. You know, it's not something I'm, I'm going to do. It's not something that I've pretty much been designed to do. And so to be efficient with my time, to be efficient with myself and, and what I know and how I can apply what I know. I need to concentrate on other things and that's how you can be efficient. You know, that's that's how you can look at your life efficiently. To find what you're good at and then continue to work on that and build off of that. You know, let's say you're really good at math. Yeah. Let's say you're really good at math. You're a mathematician. You're you're a genius in that field. And then from there, you know, people start asking you math problems that are more related to physics. And so you decide to branch off into physics a little bit, but you're still going to apply your your previous skills into that. You're still going to apply your mathematician skills into that to figure out the numbers so that other people can apply the rest of it. You know, you don't have to do it all on your own. You can build a team off of that and then eventually continue in your in your physics career. Another example would be myself. 
you know, let's just dive back into martial arts really quick. I see myself as a full form martial artist. I walk that lifestyle. You know, it's it's I, I trained I, or I have trained in all aspects of martial arts, you know, the striking aspect, grappling aspect, aspect, the uh, weapons training, hybrid training, you know, uh, mixed martial arts, things like that. I've done it all. And one thing that I will say is that I find myself to be more of a grappler. I find myself liking to not get punched in the face. You know, I, I don't want to get hit. And for me to be efficient in terms of my martial arts skills, I have to continue to train arts where it focuses on grappling. I'm not saying I'm not going to do striking. That's stupid. You know, in case I actually ever need to use the self-defense skills that I learned, I'm, I'm going to need to strike. You know, it's that's just... It's commonplace, you know, it's it's basic instinct, basic human nature to want to hit something when you're in a self-defense situation. So I have to learn, you know, proper striking techniques, but my base will, my base and my specialty will always be grappling. And that's where I find myself most efficient. So, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, uh, have you ever trained Taekwondo? Would you ever do Taekwondo or karate or whatever? And I say no, because it's, it wouldn't be efficient. It's an art that doesn't really relate to the the art that I train now. It doesn't relate to uh, jiu-jitsu. It doesn't relate to judo, wrestling. It doesn't relate to anything in terms of grappling because, you know, it's 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 one, one or the other. And I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste my energy trying to learn those other portions of the art. You know, I'm, I'm still going to learn the basics, you know, the jab, the cross, Two basic punches that you need to know: hook, upper, uh, hook, uppercut. You know things like that. Basic strikes that you need to know. And really, it's it's sort of an economy of movement. That's something I learned from martial arts as well. Economy of movement. Basically, economy of movement. It's an idea and a and a concept where you are using the minimum amount of energy for the maximum amount of effect. You know, like it's it's a it's a Muay Thai as uh, concept where your strikes and and your stance and and all of your motions, your 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 movement is centered on the most efficient path to winning the fight. You know, in Muay Thai, it's it's a uh, Thai kickboxing martial art where there is really no sense of any, any sort of tricks. You know, you're not trying to fake your opponent out you're not fainting or anything you're not moving side to side you're not weaving you're not you're not trying to do air spins or or jump in the air or anything like that to distract your opponent if you do do those things it's to strike you know their their concept is every action i take every motion i make i am intending to hit my opponent i am intending to do something with it you know like a stark contrast in terms of striking martial arts for Muay Thai is a Brazilian martial art called capoeira. Capoeira is it was literally designed to mask your movements in dancing. If you watch videos of uh, capoeiristas, uh, people that pra- uh, practice capoeira, they are actually dancing around. They're spinning. They're doing backflips. You know, they're rolling on the ground. They're they're br- pretty much break dancing to hit the person. It's a distraction. It's a diversion. It's meant to make it seem like you're not going to do something whereas in Muay Thai if I'm lifting my leg up you better you better be sure that I'm I'm kicking you if I raise my hand up 
and and load it up, you better be sure I'm I'm gonna punch you. It's it's a stark contrast, and that's why Muay Thai is actually considered one of the most lethal uh, martial arts because their strikers they just don't care. They will hit you if they want to, and they're going to hit you hard. Whereas you know in other martial arts like Taekwondo or karate or again capoeira, there are strikes that are meant to set up other strikes. There are motions and movements meant to set up other attacks. And that first attack, it could have done some damage, but it does, it didn't, you know. And same thing in jujitsu, you know, you're gonna see it pretty much in everything, where there's gonna be certain people that want to do a lot of flashy moves, that want to do a lot of sort of sort of waste energy, you know. They're gonna generate a lot of power, generate a lot of pizzazz to do the same thing that others could do in simple steps. You know, there's certain moves in jujitsu, for example, that are you know, they're like 10, 12 steps long when they're just achieving the same exact thing that a three-step move could do, a three-step technique could do, you know, and, and that's just, to me, that's inefficient. You know, for them, they might think it's efficient because they need to move a lot to get where they need to go. But for me, I don't like to move that much, um, especially when I'm training martial arts. I don't like wasting energy because, in all honesty, I have pretty low energy reserves you know I, I have really bad cardio really bad conditioning so i'm not going to waste my time i'm not going to waste my energy doing those five ten steps i'm just going to do the very simple two three steps and even for techniques that only have those two or three steps if i can find a way to only use one step you you bet your ass i'm going to do that one step to get the same results again economy of motion i'm not going to waste my energy to do this the same exact thing that others are going to do in more steps. I'm, I'm not going to waste that time. I'm not going to waste the steps. I'm going to find the best way, the most efficient way to apply the maximum amount of force, the maximum amount of impact for the minimum amount of effort and the minimum amount of energy waste. That's, that's just how I work. That's how I believe myself to be most efficient and most useful is when I'm, I'm doing that. And I take that and I apply it to the rest of my life. You know, there's, you know, certain things in life that people believe if you can do it fast, you're being efficient. But those two things, they, they don't really correlate. You know, prime example, big popular example is weight loss um, or, or muscle gain, any, any sort of fitness goal. And a lot of people think that the fastest way is always going to be the most efficient way. When it's really not, you know, especially for weight loss, the most efficient way is what works best for you. And nine times out of 10, that's going to be the slow crawl kind of marathon style uh, approach. You know, your goal is is a long-term goal. It's, it's not like a quick, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in a week kind of thing. No, you know, the average person, they lose pretty much a pound a week and that's efficient. That is super efficient in terms of weight loss. You know, if you want to lose 50 pounds, you're probably going to have to train and, and work hard for at least half a year, maybe even a full year. And that, that should be in your mind. You know, if you lose it before that, that's great. That's fantastic. You know, you're being super efficient. But in reality, you have to figure that to be truly efficient and to, and to be completely honest with yourself, you're probably going to be spending at least a year working on that goal. 50 pounds is a lot of weight to lose. Same thing with 
strength goals. If you want to PR, you know, get a personal record in, in the back squat, barbell back squat, let's say your goal is like two times your own body weight. And let's say you're only at one times your own body weight. You can only squat the bar. You're going to probably be training and you have to train hard and consistent for the next, I'd say, six months to a year to, to achieve that goal because it's going to be hard work. And to be efficient in doing that, you're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to not waste time with other things. You're going to have to dial it in, focus on the objective, and you're going to have to work basically around that objective. You know, if I want to achieve a higher back squat number, then I'm going to have to back squat. You know, there's no focus on uh, I'm going to do deadlifts or I'm going to do bench or I'm going to do, you know, lunges. No, none of that. Not until you figure out what you need to work on for your back squat. Let's say I have, or I do my back squat and I have hip impingement, or if I have knee issues, then I can work from there. You know, let's say I have uh, tight tight hip flexors. You know, I can use accessory exercises to stretch out my hip flexors, strengthen uh, my hip uh, extenders, and make sure that my squat is the most efficient it can be before I can achieve my goal. You know, a lot of people, they'll go into the gym with the mindset that they're going to get a higher squat and it's going to happen within a couple weeks when it's really not, you know, at most you could probably add like five pounds to it, which is great, but it's nothing compared to the actual goal. Um, And that's because most people, they don't dial that in. They don't focus on the objective. You know, they're doing other things on top of it. Uh, Another example that some of you might understand is school. Let's say that you want to get better grades. And you're not doing your homework. Or maybe you are doing your homework and you're not studying. You're just missing a key component. Then you're, you're refusing to acknowledge that. And that's inefficient. Because if your goal is to go from a B to an A. And you think that you can just coast by and, and you know ace the quizzes, ace the tests. And maybe do a couple of assignments a night. You're not going to achieve your goal in the time, that, in time frame that you want to. You're not going to achieve your goal how you want to. And the only way to do that is if you focus in on it, if you dial it back. Again, economy of movement, economy of motion, same exact thing. You know, if you want to get good grades, you're going to have to figure out where you're lacking and work on it. So if you're acing the quizzes, acing the tests, that's great. But if you're not doing all your assignments or if you're not really focused on your assignments, that's not great. That's where you have to work on it. You know, you're not going to continue to work on where you are best or continue to work on things that don't matter. You know, if, if the quizzes, if they don't count for anything, you know, you and, and you put 110% into those quizzes, that's great. It's fantastic. You're going to learn from that. You're going to build from that. And you're testing your knowledge. But if you're putting 110% and then you're putting like 20% in assignments, do you see the problem there? So put 100% into both because you're, you're still going to succeed from there even if you're not putting 110%. You don't always have to put 110%, but as long as you're putting at least 100%, you know what I mean? There's, there's a big difference between the two, at least in my opinion, because 100%, you're being the most efficient. You're, you're time managing yourself and you're basically portioning it out you're you're rationing it out all your energy and your time and your mental uh, focus onto things a hundred percent but then if you push your past your limits if you try and break your limits 
to 110% if you're just going, you know, balls to the walls to achieve that goal, specifically targeting certain things, you're not going to achieve that goal. And there's plenty of other examples out there that, in all honesty, I don't have the knowledge base for, so I'm not going to try and use that as an example. Uh, But, you know, in your own life, you can definitely find how efficiency can be utilized to its most efficient effect, how the economy of motion concept can be used in your daily life. One example that I can for sure give is my own example. Again, uh, I'm going to be using my really my whole life to define this, you know, not not just my martial arts uh, life or anything like that. I'm going to explain to you what I do to be most efficient with my time and my energy to achieve my goals. And my ultimate goal is to make myself better. And how I do that, I'm, I'm not going to go balls to the walls with it. I'm not putting 110% into everything. I'm putting 100% into certain things at certain times. You know, if I'm in the gym, if I'm working out, if I'm training, I am putting 100% in every single session. You know, I'm going to go to my martial arts gym and I'm going to put 100%. I'm going to go to the actual gym, put 100%. You know, I'm going to lift weights to 100%. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to study up on whatever topic that I want to learn 100%. And then from there, I'm going to rest 100%. I'm going to take my time to sit down, relax, recover. Because I feel like that's something a lot of people sort of mess up on when they're trying to be efficient because they're thinking about the timing of it. They're thinking about how fast, how quickly they can achieve something. You know, they're going to spend a lot of time, a a very short amount of time, just cramming everything in, trying to finish it right then and there. And that, to me, is inefficient because it, it just doesn't work that way. You know, life doesn't work that way. Life is a slow crawl. That's something you have to endure. And yes, certain things, minor things, or even major things sometimes can be done in a very short amount of time. But if you know how efficient you can be in that time, then you can achieve it efficiently. For example, let's take a look at, I don't know, runners, Uh, two types of runners, marathon runners and sprinters. Sprinters, they are efficient in terms of sprinting. They know exactly how quickly and how fast they can achieve their goal of winning the race if it's a short sprint. Marathon runners, they can do the same exact thing for marathons, you know, long distance runs. And it's very, very rare to see a sprinter and a marathon runner as the same person. It's very hard in actuality to realize that sprinters cannot really win a marathon statistically and, and marathon runners statistically can't win a sprint. You know, it's it's very different efficiencies for both of them. And going back to my uh, original point in the beginning, of finding your own efficiency, finding where you are most efficient with your time and your energy. And that's where you want to be. That's what you want to focus on. Which one are you? And for me, I feel like I'm a marathon runner. I have to take my time with certain things. You know, I'm going to space it out. I'm not going to put 100% 10 days in a row into one thing to try and achieve that one thing. I'm going to spend pretty much a lifetime working on it. Because my goals are more long-term than that. My goals aren't those sprints. My goals are marathons. And I understand that and I realize that. And that's something I want you guys to realize too. Is that your goal could be a sprint or a marathon. But if you want to be efficient at achieving that goal, 
you have to know which one it is, and then you have to know the game plan at tackling whichever one it is. So some of you, you may be sprinters. Some of you, you may be marathon runners. Some of you may be both, and you're going to have to basically take time with both. You're going to have to use the proper economy of motion to figure out which one can be achieved in what amount of time and with what amount of efficiency. Dialing back to another point that I made earlier is the true economy of motion. Which one actually benefits you, the direct path or the roundabout path? You know, Are you the flashy fighter or are you the direct fighter? Uh, for me, I'm the straightforward direct fighter. For others, they could be the flashy roundabout fighters, You know, the ones that want multiple steps to achieve the most amount of effect because they can. Whereas for me, I need to have the minimum amount of steps, the minimum amount of effort to achieve the maximum amount of effect. That's what I like to do. And that's what I strive to do. Whereas others, they might like putting the maximum amount of effort because they like having the maximum amount of effect afterwards correlate to their effort. And just as a bit of contradiction and a bit of uh, contrast in terms of how I perceive martial arts and fitness, I'm going to explain to you that for me, I actually like that roundabout uh, efficiency in, t- in terms of my life because I find myself focusing on something far too long and far too much to actually be efficient with it. So I need to be able to break things apart. I need to be able to diversify my interests and diversify my goals just a little bit so that I can refocus on it later. You know, prime example, when I read books, I read the same books over and over again, but I space them out so that I can come back a fresher me. You know, I can come back with a different mindset. You know, I'll read book one, right? And then after I'm done with that, I go immediately into book B and then after book however many books, you know, let's say five five books along, I go back to book one with a fresh new look at it. You know, I, I remember certain subjects and I remember certain topics and I remember what was what I read, uh, read, but I have a new sense of learning. I have a new sense of knowledge from reading the other books. And that's how I look at life, you know. I could go back into the gym and continuously work at it, continuously put 100%, but then I'm going to have a burnout phase because I'm going to plateau and I don't like the plateau. So whenever I find myself getting close to plateauing, I'm just going to take a step back, work on something else, and then come back to it with a fresh new mindset. And that's really my sort of whole life economy of motion is just 100% consistency but not all the time. Uh, it's it's really weird to think about. Um, that's I've, I'm sure you guys know by now if you've been listening to motor, most of my podcasts that I have some pretty strange thoughts that eventually work out um, specifically for me, um, which is good because it's my own thoughts and it's my own outlook. And if it benefits you, it benefits you. But really, it's, it's good for me. So I will continue to do that. Um, I know this one's been a little bit of a rant. But I just felt like I had to do it. You know, I, I just came back from a, um, a pitch event or a, a meetup event of entrepreneurs, and they really kind of got me thinking. So I decided to just kind of set everything up and just go about it. I didn't even have a script for this. So hope you guys liked it. Uh, if you did, 
Feel free to check out more at the Ronin System Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you want to listen to your podcasts. Um, please do subscribe. You know, give me some feedback. You know, let me know what you think. Give me some reviews. Um, and I'd love to hear from you guys. But anyway, thank you for listening. Have an amazing day. Get out there, get hungry, and good luck.